Don't know what happened. No I intro today. No intro. I played it and it just stopped. What's going on, boys and girls? Gate 7 International. We messed up the intro, but it's all right. How are you guys doing today? I'm not feeling so great. It was uh, not so great performance today. It started off all right, but it ended up, unfortunately, in a draw. Costa, I guess you've seen better days. Malaga, what is this? You're being very kind of nonchalant. Like it's a horrible, horrible night. Um, it is horrible, but I don't, I'm trying not to be. I'm trying not to be like super upset because if I let myself get upset, it'll just carry forward, uh, and it, I'll just get worse and worse and worse. It might get that way as the show goes on. Who knows? Guys, thank you for joining us. Uh, Sunday night. Well, it's going into Monday Greek time. It's past midnight. Uh, it's good to be back after after the international break. We're all looking forward to to see Olympiakos again. After it, it always feels like you know, an eternity when Olympiakos isn't playing. And uh, yeah, good to see you again, guys. Thanks for joining. We are Gate Seven International, your number one English source for all things Olympiakos. Fans joining from all over the world: uh, Greece, United States, Australia. Germany, France, um, Belgium, if I've forgotten some of you, Denmark, I know a few from Denmark as well. If Wherever you're tuning in, uh, write us in the chat. Let us know your thoughts about today's game. Ari and I are here. We're going we're gonna to talk about the game. Um, like, subscribe. It really helps the channel, help us to grow the community. We've reached over 2,900 subscribers. Thank you all so much for your support um, we see many of you um loyal loyal fans and followers uh, in the chat some new ones as well and uh, to the greek fans that might be tuning in for the first time we do we do speak greek we do understand greek this channel is predominantly an international channel to help grow um olympiagos around the world so please feel free to write Greek in the chat or address us in Greek, um, absolutely fine, no problems. But please respect that this is also uh, predominantly an English-speaking initiative to help grow the club. Um, did I miss something, Ari? I think it's... Um... <laughs> no, you you didn't, actually. Just a couple quick uh, words from our sponsors. Uh, for those of you that are shipping in and out of Greece, whether it's from the United States to Greece, Greece to the UK, you name it, our friends at Piraeus International can help you. Just visit them at their site, www.pereasintl.com. You can send them an email, get all the information for any shipping needs you may have in and out of the U.S. to Greece, wherever your things have to go. You can give them a call also at 410-675-4696. And lastly, of course, guys, we continue uh, to have our promo code with BetUS. Uh, the, the odds are fantastic. Uh, I've been using them for Champions League. Bet cards are going up for Champions League as well. As things go on, maybe we can get close to the semifinals. We'll do them for Europa League and Conference League as well. Use our promo code. It's GATE7INTL in all caps for a 125% deposit boost on account creation. Check it out, and maybe you can win some money. Gosa, I think there was some other uh, – was it the, the women's basketball team? Did they win the title today? Or yesterday? Was yeah, man, as, as happy as I am uh, for the women's basketball team and, you know, beating Banathanagos earlier in the week as well. And, you mm -hmm. know, uh, there, there were some amazing videos that have come out. If you don't follow Too Future For You, the, the YouTube channel, they've got 
really nice Instagram page. There's some amazing videos that they've done. I I wanted to to to, to play some of them today on the show, but but I'm not in the mood. I'm not in the mood. Like I'm not in a partying mood. Uh, we're going to get into it. Um, I'm going to go straight to the comments because it's been a while. Let's let's have a look at some of these comments. Uh, Harry, hurry up! He's like. <laughs> Like Batiste, thank you, Harry. Um, Outlaw Jorge is back, not happy with Rezos. We'll get into that. It's over, in my opinion, he says. Let's hope we finish second. Uh, Manos G7, Yasur and Mano, um, my boy, and Naxian. If Ganos and Bano are okay, we can finish first and second. If not, I can't see how we can do this. I prefer to draw today, as happened then lose Canos and Bar for many games, especially Canos. He's crucial. TF91. Hi, guys. Nice to see you again and you, my friend. Um, see some uh, Alexandros, I think, from Sweden is in here as well. Uh, what else do we have in the chat? Lakis Gavalas is back. <laughs> Today's game, then the poor mentality of the team second time we get tied after going two up it's not a coincidence andreas mitzis yes andrea this questionable match coach and mitchell as he gives away command at 2-1 and where is Cisse? Uh, we've got bunio tuning in from poland as well uh gus drax do you know what um, Gus, you know, Ari fucked up the intro today, man. We didn't even I, listen to I the played intro. it. It stopped by itself. I didn't do that. So he's saying, I'm so he's saying, sorry. Right, so Gus Drax. Uh, Gus Drax is the guy that wrote the record that uh, features in our intro. Uh, Gus is saying, let's just hope these things will become a lesson and in the summer we'll get rid of all the ex-players and we'll get, uh, we'll get real athletes. Because Gus is in, like, I feel like we need to play the intro. Like, I feel it's wrong. It's wrong yeah. that there's no intro. Do you know it what? Got cheated. I'll just okay. we'll just throw it up. We'll, we'll, we'll do, do it now. Now they're not cheated out of the intro. Now we did it properly. Now we did it. Properly. <laughs> now it's done properly. Well, Costa, let's get to it because the questions are coming in. Let's yeah. talk. Let's talk some post match. And you know what? Let's just get started as we always do with your thoughts about the lineup going into the game, the exclusions from the game day roster. Uh, most notably, as some people are bringing up, Ndoy, Nozimer Potuzzi again. Get, give me a little bit of your opinion on what you saw with that. Listen, to, to be honest with you, uh, I was surprised. I was surprised as anyone to see Kasami was starting today. I think a lot yeah. of us expected um, Samaseku in bomb, but otherwise it was the the lineup that I expected. Happy to see um, Biel got the start as well ahead of Masuras. Um, you like until things started going wrong. 
I wasn't thinking about the omissions of of Doi from the bench, right? Or even like you know Samaseku not starting because, to be honest with you, I think the first half was some of the some of the best football we've seen all season from Olympiacos, and that's of course relative to the football we've been seeing this season, which has been relatively poor compared to what we're used to. So. I really liked the the trio behind Bakabu. I thought the chemistry was really clicking between Fortunis, Canos and Biel. Particularly mm-hmm. just Canos was a nightmare for Aris in the first half. His movement off the ball, um, his finding himself in in good positions, beating players, taking play um, taking opponents one on one. Pressing? Know. He was yeah. pressing too. Him and Bakambu were pressing like madmen. There was there was a certain style and swagger to the team, and and the swagger I think is kind of what you what you see instilled from the manager. Like there was there was confidence, like there was a team playing with confidence and belief yeah. that we're going to go out there, we're going to score, and we did. You know, we went one nil up with a like fantastic goal from from Inbom in the first half, and it could have been more. Uh, Biel's wasted a, a golden opportunity, I think, eight minutes into the game. Um, he's you know on his right foot and he's he's on side and he blasts it wide and we you know that should have opened the score so it could have been could at least at least two or three in the first half and then and then all of a sudden you know the injury and everything falls apart the chemistry the, the chemistry starts to already when when was it I think I think Ganos comes off around the 30 33 minute mark. And yeah. after that, it, it just kind of went flat already. Yep. So, you know, there, there was there was that damper in the first half. And then that was just made worse when, when Barr came off. So we yeah. lost Spark in the attacking thirds. We lost that chemistry that was working really well. And then, you know, Barr coming off, we lost the defensive solidity. And then that's where you start asking questions. It's like, why is... Why is Doi not on the bench? Isn't Doi our third choice centre back? When did Rezos become our third choice centre back? You know why? What's the reason? Um, and then um, should, should I go on? Or I, no, I, let, let it out, man. Let it I out. Just, go ahead. I mean, then of course Rezos makes the mistake, and and it's two one, and he's already got the the three subs ready. Before Etos makes the mistake, so he had he was ready to put on uh, Envila, uh, um, Rodriguez, and who was the other one? Samaseku for Fortunis, Juan, and Bakambu. And you're thinking it, it's two one now, and you're going to take off our only striker. You're not bringing El Arabi on. You're not bringing Valbuena on, who's our like statistically like have a look at the stats that we've been putting up on our socials. Valbuena is statistically one of, if not the most creative player, like power 90 in the Greek Super League, and you bring on Gary Rodriguez and you leave Valbuena in Arabi on the bench. Yeah. After that 2-1, the, the, the game's changed, but he makes the changes as if nothing's changed. So he thinks it's a great idea, a great idea to bring these guys on and leave us with no striker. And this... this uh Masura's false nine. No, no, I don't know what was going on. I don't know what was going on in the like with this three up front with no striker. 
Rodriguez was going to the middle. The only one that wasn't going to the middle was Pep Biel, who's played as a false nine. Uh, I'll stop my run there. We're going to talk some more. No, and, and while we're on and while we're on the subject of that, my only my only gripe was seeing Retzos in the lineup ahead of Doy because the, he it was him instead of Ndoy. And that was my only thing. I actually didn't have an issue with Kasumi starting. I didn't think he was awful in the last game, to be honest with you. And okay, it's not like we have a whole lot of options with injuries, you know, with Yanim Villa hurt and just coming back. I didn't expect him to be starting. But the there there are a couple issues I, I had. First of all, with the with the triple sub, the 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 substitution for me was all wrong. You you want it? We're we're two one. Okay, it's two to one. Retzos gives up a stupid goal. Absolute amateurish uh, footballing ability on that. I, I don't understand what what was going through his mind. I don't understand what the hell he was doing. But momentum has swung. It was already starting to swing the other way. When Carlos got hurt, a lot of stuff changed. Oleg, until he got injured in that first half, Oleg was overlapping constantly. Again, second game in a row, we started to see a lot more positive motion, a lot more positive action coming from that left side, from Oleg, who almost never gets forward. The second Kanos came off, where did all of that movement from Oleg come? I think it was maybe one or two overlaps the rest of the game. Is that by design? Maybe. Does he not have the same trust in Masuras as he did with Ganos to, to want to do that? Maybe. But when you make a triple sub, you're two on up, you know, you know that, that they're starting to build momentum. And you're comfortable with three defensive midfielders? When they're starting to come back into the game? Because in the second half, I mean, the... They were they started to possess a little bit more than we did. I think I I think in the end overall possession was fairly even, but in the second half they started to come back. So you're coming in, and then in the in the process of doing those substitutions, you're you're leaving yourself with three defensive midfielders. You're holding the lead at home. You're defending the lead at home against Aris. I'm gonna repeat that. You're defending the lead. At home against Aris. This is not Ike, right? This is not the Ike of this year. And and this comment from uh, uh, Paris underscore Zaf is, is spot on. The coaching today was something we would see in a horror movie. It really was. You had, Costa, you brought up the Valbuena stats. The guy is best in class. Now, I know he's only played like one full 90, I think, all this season. So all of those, all of that data is aggregated on a per 90 minute basis. But the fact still, that at his age, when he's on the field, the fact that he's producing something every couple of minutes on the ball, why in God's name didn't you bring either him or El Arabi on? I understand bringing another defensive midfielder on. Fine, Samaseku. 
But why Samaseko and Mvila? Why not? Why not introduce Valbuena, who you know is going to draw fouls, disrupt Adis's rhythm, who you know is going to get balls forward into the penalty area? After all, when you compare him to other other regular starters in Greek Super League, he has the most contributions in the final third, the most contributions inside the penalty area, the most pass to assists, the the, the most everything offensively. It, Costa, the bars were one hundred percent on like every offensive category. Yeah. Why I don't understand. I don't understand. It, it's the, the whole thing is unbelievable to me. And one and one other thing, Costa, because as much as I do place the blame on Michel, we have to finish our chances. Do you know how many shots we had inside the penalty area today? I didn't see the stats to be honest, but I think we had more than 22 shots overall from the we mistake. did 20 shots inside the penalty area. Costa, you know how many times in the last four years we've done that? Sorry, three years, three years. I didn't go back far enough. For Last four. three, including this one. Including this season. You know not how many times we've done that? So I'm going to tell you, we have never done it in a derby before. It has, not, it has not been done in the last three years. And in the last three years, we have done it, besides this game, twice. Once against Offie back in January, on the January 29th. When we beat them 2-1, to one, we had an XG of 4.5. 20 shots in the goal or inside the penalty area. The last time we did that besides that was three years ago against Banyonos. We don't do that very often. The fact that we had 20 shots inside the penalty area and we and we couldn't finish. And, and the funny thing is, the two that we finished, the inbound Huang chance was not a high-scoring opportunity. It was It was a great shot. The goal from Socrates was at high XG opportunity, but the rest weren't. It's unbelievable to me that we can't put away these chances. 20 shots cost inside the box. 20 shots inside the box and you score one of them. It's unacceptable. We have to do better with that. Now, again, not to take away blame from Michel because I put a lot of blame on him. That triple substitution was horrible. But we have to be finishing our chances, man. We're going to have an XG of like five or at least four from this game. It's incredible. It's absolutely unbelievable. And I don't know I don't know what else to say about that. Well, I think we should open the lines tonight. I'm I'm 100% down. What do you, do you think? think we'll get any takers? Let's see. Okay, guys. We haven't done this for a while. We're going to open the lines. I think there's there's a lot we can talk about tonight. Like we're yeah, there's always more to talk about when you haven't won. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, honestly, I want to go. I want to go back to some of the some of the comments in the chat. If you can drop the link in sure. the chat, Ari, guys, join us. We're opening the lines tonight. Ari's going to put the link in the chat. Come on, like tell us your thoughts about the game. Uh, come chat with us. Again, Greek speaker, um, go to town. Elate. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Right. Um, somebody's and, talking about. And yes, also, sorry, sorry. As a disclaimer, too, for those that maybe don't want to show their face, you can cut the camera feed and just do audio. That's also fine for us. For those that maybe they don't have uh, enough bandwidth for video, maybe they don't have the capabilities for video, just come in and do audio then. That's fine, too. Maybe you're naked in your room. <laughs> Listen, don't man, want, you don't want to know. know. Just turn the camera. <laughs> you only need a microphone. Um, 
Right. Mano saying, where's Batucci? I have the same question too, Mano. I think, uh, you know, to say that Masuras has had a bad season is an understatement. I've got nothing against the guy. And I really don't like, I really don't like it sometimes. A lot of times in Greece, like Greek players have to work incredibly hard to earn praise yes. from Greek fans. But as soon as they, on a, as soon as Greek players are on a slump or as soon as a Greek player is underperforming, not playing well, like they're the first, they're the first ones to hear it. And I don't, I don't like that, but, but yeah, like Masuras has, Masuras has sucked big time. Um, yeah. I, I think he's further down the pecking order. Like, I don't understand this. You know, we bought Batucci in on a permanent transfer in in January. For what? He's not even on the bench today. And we all know what Gary Rodriguez can and cannot do. When he's healthy. Yeah. And he's, li he's limited even when he's, he's... Or at least he's one of those players that... He, when he's got rhythm you'll lose him after two, three games anyway, because you know he's going to get injured. He's not, you know, he's not like, he had a, an amazing game against Freiburg. I think it was away from home and he got injured. You know, it's like yeah. just when he picks up, you're just like, oh, he's injured again. So, you know, you can't rely on him. Uh, I see we have somebody that is in the chat already. Um, oh, that was quick. Yeah. Bring him on. Bring him on. Uh, hello, hello, hello. Hello, guys. Can you hear me? Yes, hey, we can. Fine. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm uh, Paris. I'm calling from uh, Redis. Yes, Paris. I'm a Ah, okay, Philip. Έβλεπα το το απόψινο από το που ένα μαγαζί στο Πειραιά. Δεν πήγε πολύ καλά. You don't say. Ήθελα να πω πως δεν θα ασχοληθώ τόσο πολύ στο λάθος του Πρέτσου αλλά στο, στο κοουτσάρισμα που ήταν εγκληματικό πιστεύω, δεν ξέρω. Ε, δεν γίνεται να, να αλλάζεις όλο το κέντρο και να περιμένεις να, να νικήσεις έτσι και να αφήνεις, τι, τι κάνεις, το Μασούρα Σιντερφόρ μόνο του. Δεν, μπο, δεν μπορείς να το κάνεις αυτό το πράγμα. Να σου ρωτήσω κάτι. Ε, στο τέλος κάνει κάτι δηλώσεις ε, στο post-match του Κοσμωτέο Μίτσελ και λέει για 70 λεπτά ήμουν καλός προπονητής και για 20 ήμουν κακός. Ε, εσύ τι πιστεύεις για αυτή τη δήλωση, τη θεωρήσετε από σαρκασμό, πώς, πώς το αντίκρισες αυτό. Ε, τι να πω. Ε, ε, Μάλλον ε, σαρκασμός θα είναι προς τον κόσμο ότι καλά όταν νικάω είμαι καλός, όταν χάνω είμαι, είμαι χάλια να με διώξουν και τα λοιπά. Μάλλον σαρκασμός είναι, ήταν ε, αυτός. Άντως, ε, είμαι, ε, δεν ξέρω, είμαι εκεί. Είμαι... Έχουμε ξενερώσει τη ζωή μας όλοι σήμερα, φίλε. Εντάξει, τώρα... Ναι, ε, ε, βρήκε ε, την κατάλληλη ε, λέξη, πιστεύω. Πέρας, ναι, θα, απαντήσω... Πέρας, θα σε απαντήσω στα αγγλικά, οκ, okay? because I don't know who in the audience does or does not speak Greek. Okay, okay. So, uh, for me, it's the same. Για μένα είναι το ίδιο, 
for Michel the last time he was here. Do you remember when everybody kept saying he ran out of ideas? He was running out of ideas the second half of the second season. Um, ήμουνα λίγο μικρός τότε, αλλά από, από τη... Πόσο χρόνο είσαι? Από... 18 είμαι, είμαι λίγο πιο... <laughs> <laughs> ναι, ναι, ναι. <laughs> okay, well, so... Yeah, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing, man? Συγγνώμη, αν σας απογοητεύω λίγο. Όχι, ρε. So, in the end of his tenure, his first coaching, I'll say, his first stint with us, if that's the correct word for it, The, the end of that second season before he got let go, it was a lot of a lot of this. We would be leading and then all of a sudden some strange substitutions and then we would drop points or, or lose a game. And this is where this is to me where where you see the re, the real Michelle, the lack of tactics. Um, I don't know so I don't know Costa what, what, what do you think goes through his head? The, 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 the thing is, right, uh, he, the, what he did today for me is undefendable. No, it's not. It's, it's not. It's, it, it's undefendable because, because the subs he made. So like you couldn't, I, I agree. And there's a few people that have mentioned it in the chat. Like we were super like unlucky. Like when Canos got injured, I was just, yeah. like, I was swearing at the TV. I was just like, Gamoti. Like, this can't be happening right. right now. It was like, we finally find a shape for the team. We start to play some football with some style. It, you know, things are working. And then Canos gets injured and you're just like, oh, for God's sake. And you know that Masuras can't give you what Canos gives you. You know that none of the wingers we have on the roster can give you what he's bought. Like, exactly. Canos has literally come in as a January transfer window. And he's he settled into the team really quickly. And I think even over the break, over the break now, the, the, the international break, he gelled with the team more. Like, uh, you could see that today. And Mitchell can do nothing about that, about Canos getting injured. Mitchell can do nothing about Usain Ubar getting injured in the second half. But right. it's his choice to put Retos on. It's his choice to leave Doi out of the matchday squad. It's his choice to make a triple substitution right after Addis bring the score back to 2-1. And, and it's have his three DMs. Choice. And, he's, and it's his choice not to change his mind and think, mm, the game's changed now. I'm not going to make these three subs. And they're saying that Inbom came off because he, he, was, he was exhausted. Like he's, he's played against Colombia. He played against Uruguay. Like he'd been traveling a lot for international duty and he had to come off. But, but did, did you did you have to play with three DMs and no striker? No, <laughs> no, you, that, that's it. You didn't. You didn't, Costa. You did not. You did not. What? I still. I don't get. You don't. Can Valbuena not play 15 minutes? He can't play 15 minutes. Oh, sorry. There were seven minutes of extra time. He can't play 22 minutes. I want to ask Barry. Barry, symphonism after Buipa. Is it εσύ, α πούμε, τι ήθελε να δει ο διαφορετικό ο δεύτερο εμπειρικό πέρα από του τραυματισμού που είπαμε ότι δεν μπορεί να κάνει κάτι, τι πιστεύει ότι μπορεί να έχει κάνει. Εννοείται δεν μπορεί να κάνει κάτι για του ε, τραυματισμού. 
Ε, προσωπικά δεν δε, 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 δε θα άλλαζα όλο το κέντρο. Δεν γίνεται να, να βγάζει τον ε, Χουάνκ και τον Φορτούνι, που είναι οι, ε, πιστεύω αυτοί οι δύο επηρέασαν πάρα πολύ το παιχνίδι θετικά στην αρχή. Και να το αλλάζει παντελώς, να, να μην έχει χημία το κέντρο, με αποτέλεσμα να τρως ε, δύο χαζά γκολ ε, στο τέλος. Επίσης, άκουσα κάτι από έναν ε, διπλανό μου στο μαγαζί που το βλέπα, ότι και καλά μπήκε το πρώτο γκολ και χαλάει ψυχολογία, με αποτέλεσμα να μπει το δεύτερο. Είναι, είναι παίζει ποδόσφαιρο, ενώ ότι θα δεχτείς κάποια στιγμή γκολ. Δεν γίνεται να... Να παρατάσω το παιχνίδι επειδή μπήκε ένα γκολ και αυτό βλέπω από την αρχή τη σεζόν. Θυμάμαι αυτά τα τραγικά μάτσε ε, στην αρχή που έμπαινε γκολ, δεν το βάζαμε πρώτη και μετά ε, όλη η ομάδα καταστρεφόταν. Αυτό μπορεί να έχει αλλάξει λίγο τώρα, αλλά βλέπω ακόμα σημάδια από αυτό το, από αυτό το πράγμα στην αρχή. Επίση είναι κάποια μάτς που ο Μίτσελ ας πούμε, ας, τα μάτς με τον Παναθηναϊκό πιστεύω τα διαχειρίστηκε πάρα πολύ καλά ο Μίτσελ, βλέπεις αυτά μάτς και λες ότι α, ωραία εντάξει, ξε, ξέρει τι κάνει yeah, και μετά είναι ναι, 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 και μετά βλέπεις αυτά τα μάτς και παίρνεις πίσω από τα λόγια σου ναι, ναι, ναι I agree I agree there's a, yeah, Manos is putting an interesting comment here Uh, remember when he subbed on El Arabi and we conceded yeah. a goal because of him? What was that against Ayek? Yeah, sure. Um, but but even even you had Biel on the pitch. You had Biel on the pitch, and he's the only one that didn't play as a front yeah. man. But 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 still, uh, we didn't concede goals, in the 90th, but we conceded again. before. <laughs> again, again. Cotton, you have to. Yeah. Uh, let's see some other comments. Dimitris Teodoru, I think this is a new one. Yasu Dimitris says, We haven't had a proper winger since Pedenza left. Canos actually looked like a decent player, but now we've lost him as well. Um, they're talking about knee ligament injury. Um, obviously, we're all hoping it's not serious, but even if it's not, then you know, he's going to miss the Pout game. He's probably going to miss. Gonna miss a few games. Gosta, as I like I told you right before we went live, I'm hoping that it's not ACL at least. I mean, the both times I tore my ACL, those those of you that have heard me talk about it, I've torn my ACL twice, both legs. And I've torn everything. I've torn every ligament at least once. I had to be helped off the field. Like I could not walk by myself when I first tore them. And I hobbled so slowly. He seemed like he was functional, at least in my opinion. He seemed like he was functional, sort of. So I'm hoping that maybe it's even, and here's the thing, even if it's another ligament, right, like meniscus, that's still weeks out, possibly surgery, depending on how bad it is. So he's still, for me, done for the rest of the season, one way or another, whether it's minor or not. What do they call them the, when they're not the bad sprain, even if it's a sprain? A strain or yeah. strain or sprain. Pulled, it, it's still pulled done. ligament. Like a pulled ligaments a couple of weeks, man. Through two, yeah. three weeks. Like it can be. Um Barry, I, I want to ask you a question before we, we let you go. No, no. I said just shall go. Sena San Olympiacos, que San Pedia po Apopirea. Send the affair in Ismadiko Yasena and I've lips Elinus Nabes no Sun Libiago. That's a good question. 
Από πού προήλθε αυτή η ερώτηση. Όχι, γιατί το το, το είπα νωρίτερα ότι γενικά τους Έλληνες, ρε παιδί μου, για να να τους αποθεώσουμε, θέλει θέλει πολύ. Δηλαδή, καταλαβαίνεις τι λέω. Αλλά για να τους βρήσουμε, να να βγάλουμε το το άχτη μας, είμαστε πρώτοι. Πάντα θεωρώ ότι, εγώ θεωρώ ότι ο... Ο Έλληνα είναι ο πρώτος που θα τα ακούσει, αλλά θα είναι ο τελευταίος που θα τον αποθεώσουμε, άμα έχει κάνει κάτι σωστό. Ε, και, και γενικά, τίθεται ένα θέμα, ας πούμε, στον Ολυμπιακό. Γενικά, με ενδιαφέρει να ρωτάω Ολυμπιακούς Έλληνες που μένετε στην Ελλάδα mm-hmm. αυτό το ερώτημα. Δηλαδή, πόσο σημαντικό είναι για σένα ο Ολυμπιακός να, να έχει ένα μοντέλο που να βασίζεται πάνω σε, σε Έλληνες παίχτες. Αλλά γενικά όταν σκοράρει ένας Έλληνας παίκτης στον Ολυμπιακό προσωπικά χαίρομαι πιο πολύ, το γουστάρω πιο πολύ Ας πούμε και ο, ο, το Μασούρα που τον έχω βρει τόσο πολλές φορές ε, Μ' αρέσει πιο πολύ όταν βάζει γκολ αυτός παρά ο Μπιέλ Παρόλο που μ' αρέσει πολύ ο Μπιέλ το νιώθω πιο πολύ μέσα μου Καλά γενικά ότι ε, θεωρώ πολύ σημαντικό το να παίζουν Έλληνες σε ελληνική ομάδα αυτό θα πρέπει να είναι κάτι αυτονόητο. Ε, προωθεί έτσι και με, με το να παίζουν Έλληνες στι ομάδες, στη Super League. Ε, βοηθάει και την εθνική ομάδα. Έτσι. Επίχει, μου έχει κάνει πάρα πολύ εντύπωση ο, τα παιδιά του ΠΑΟΚ που έχει βγάλει. Επίχει ο Κωνσταντέλιας που είναι απίστευτος. Ναι. Και τώρα παίζει στην εθνική. Και ο Κωνσταντέλιας Κουγεράκης, ακόμα και, και ο Ντόι που μου... Ποιο περίμενε, α πούμε, τον Ντόι να. το καλοκαίρι να σου έλεγα να. Αυτό θα είναι ο ο βασικό σέντερμπακ. Γιατί εντάξει, βασικό σέντερμπακ ήταν πριν ένα μήνα περίπου έπαιζε. Ότι αυτό θα ήταν που θα. που θα έλυνε τα αμυντικά σου προβλήματα. Τρόπο του λέγει, τα αμυντικά σου προβλήματα. Ναι, γενικά, α πούμε, θα έπρεπε να πάρει παράδειγμα ο Ολυμπιακό π.χ. από τον Μπάουκ. Που έχει τόσα Ελληνόπουλα μέσα. Πιστεύω είναι, είναι πολύ σημαντικό. Τελευταίο ερώτημα. Ε, θεωρείς ότι θα βοηθούσε στην Ελλάδα αν υπήρξε ένα. Στο δεν είναι ελληνικά. Ένα μήνυμο αριθμό Ελλήνων παιχτών σε κάθε, σε κάθε εντεκάδα. όπως έχουν στην Τουρκία, Φερήπη. Στην Τουρκία υπάρχει αυτό ο κανονά. Ναι. Νομίζω πρέπει να έχουν. I think they have to have five, five players in their match day squad or in, in their starting eleven. I need to look that up, but they have look, but they have rules on that. They have requirements right. in Turkey, like X amount of Turkish players either in starting lineup or in the squad, like match day squad. Μπορούσα μπορούσαν να κάνουν ένα minimum minimum πιχίμε με τρεις τέσσερις να δουν πώς θα είναι αυτό και μετά μπορούν να το εξελίξουν για περισσότερους σαν ε, δοκιμαστικό να το πω ε, είναι ε, ενδιαφέροντα Πάρη, χάρηκα πολύ, χαρήκα, με ευχαριστούμε πάρα πολύ. Φίλοι. Εγώ ευχαριστώ πάρα πολύ, συνεχίζει την καλή δουλειά. Ευχαριστούμε για τη στήριξη, να είσαι καλά, καλό βράδυ. Καλό βράδυ, καλό βράδυ. Γεια σας. Yeah. Καλό βράδυ.
Um, his uh-oh. his response, his answer, kind of surprised me. I always expect once I found out he was eighteen, I expected that they cared that younger kids kind of cared less. You know what I mean about having maybe Greeks in the lineup, and maybe it was just the older generations that cared. But I feel like I feel like his uh, uh, his feelings. Or it's I, I don't know. I feel like that's how most club fans doesn't matter what team they support how they would feel. But that it did surprise me that he felt that way. There was a comment in here um, that I wanted to bring up. Fulham fan, 26. Fulham fan? I saw saw that earlier. Hello, Fulham fan. Do you think we have a realistic (laughs) chance at the title now? Wow, this is the question, isn't it? Um, And I see Costas Lianos, uh, our our friend and co-host, is in the chat as well, saying now it's over. Man, is it over? I don't know. Um, honestly, I think that our chances now with um, our chances with Bar injured and Canos injured have dramatically d- decreased. I would say. I think, like, I think we have a stability with Bar and Socrates. I felt confidence the last few games with those two. Even today, there was a moment in the first half. Like, besides the fact that that Bar was dominant in the air, like he defended well. Yeah. There was a moment in the first half where he got the ball down the left-hand side and he broke down the wing. Did you, you remember that? And he got a cross off and he won a corner and he went to the crowd and he, you know, he was giving it this and he was encouraging the crowd to get behind the team. And you just see like, wow, Bar with confidence again. And you're thinking, this is the Bar that we we remember before the back injury, like before he started having problems with, with his back. But honestly, mate, like from what we've seen this season, who's to say, like, you know, we play Balk on Wednesday, we beat them. We you know, we still have to play Panathinaikos. We still have to play Ajax twice. Right. We still have to play those teams twice. Yep. Um I I don't know. Like I think our I think our chances I'm I think our chances are dented more by the injuries than by the result tonight. That's the, that Put was the point I was going to bring up. That was the point I was going to bring up. Not because not because it's just three points. Because there's a couple of comments coming in here um, from multiple people about it being three points. Um, Can I just bring this comment? <laughs> 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 Come on, guys. Retos did his mistake because he was afraid to see Ari <laughs> in OnlyFans. That's the only explanation. So, hang on. Let, 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 let's just remind. Let's just remind the fans. Um, we don't have Harry, to. What, 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 was, what was your pledge? What was your pledge? <laughs> the, the pledge was if we if we hit the second place spot to at the end of the season, like we finished in the second place spot, you guys would see my titties. That was the pledge in the exact words. Second place too. Well, because I, that, the whole point was I didn't think we could get there. So I guess technically if we hit first – Maybe I don't have to do it if we go by the book, right? No, I'm just kidding. But that was the that was the pledge. That was the pledge. Oh dear, oh dear. Now I don't even remember. Oh, the three points. Because there are some people saying it's just um, it's just three points, and then there are people that are responding uh, to that. But for me, it's that we the this three points for me was necessary to kind of buffer, buffer, I don't want to even say buffer, but 
we we needed this win because the points are not going to be easy to come by. We've got Bauk and Bonathinakos this week. What do you? We haven't done well in in these types of derbies, and Bonathinakos always finds a way at the end, whether through penalty or whatever. Not to tonight. Out of not tonight. <laughs> They still got a penalty. They just, they, got a penalty. they just messed it up. Yeah, oh, here, here, look, Costa, right here. Michelle, no, no, do it, Adi, one or two. I need this uh, content to motivate my players. Michelle saying the players need to see my titties to feel better. Look, man, if I got to do it. I got to fall on the sword. I have to fall on the sword. Don't worry about it. The, the, uh, there was a comment earlier, and uh, Mano, I think you brought it up. Now I remember it, but I can't find your comment. And it was somebody wrote that is not Retos's fault. Is and I could get in trouble for saying this. It's the people that bought Retos to the club. And honestly, like I have nothing against the lad. Like when he burst onto the scene, I I loved what I saw from him. And we all know he's been plagued by injuries, right? Ever since, he, like ever since the. You know, the first season ended at Leverkusen. And I, I'm wondering, on what basis, on what basis did we pay his fee? Because we bought him in on loan. We bought him in on loan when he came in at the start of this season. But it the, the news is that we triggered his option, his buy option in the winter. And it was relatively low, I think, to the tune of like 800,000, like less than a million. It's, it's relatively low amount. But just the guy just does not look like a, like a player that can, that can play for Olympiacos. Yeah. He doesn't no, look up to it anymore. And, and, and this is my point. Olympiacos is not a charity. No, it's not a charity. It's not a. I, I get it. Like he's mm, he's a bit of a special case because he 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 grew up at the club. He's an academy product. Like he's not, you know, he's not in his thirties. I don't know how old is Eretos. He's 25, 26 now. Like we he's signed still, him. It's not like it's not like he's at the age where it's. Uh, no, it's not like it's you, you know, know it's, I mean? it's completely hopeless. Here, give but, me one second. I can tell you. I can tell you how old he is. But my but my my point is. 24. Should we should we not have waited until the end of the season to trigger his option at least? Like I, I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm completely off on on this and I'm being unfair. But it's not the first it's not the first time we see him we see him like this. I mean, he's made a no. really you know, he's made a howler today. Can yeah. he do it? I I don't I don't know. I'm really I'm really doubtful. I'm really doubtful. And fans in the chat, in the comment, if you think I'm being being too harsh, like, let me know. Um, we've dropped the link back into the chat. I'm going to say this one more time, guys. The lines are open if you'd like to join us. Come on, have a chat, ask questions, let us know how you feel about today's game. If you want to have a rant at the manager, if you want to have a rant in general, get on. Uh, come on in Greek. You can come on without your camera. Uh, links in the chat. Join us wherever you are. Um, great to talk to fans all over the oh, world. Hit the like button if you haven't done so already. Uh, we've been going about 
35, 40 minutes, and there's more than 50 of you in the chat and less than 30 likes. Come on, guys. It doesn't cost you anything. It literally takes you two seconds. Just like hit the like button. It really helps. Um, yeah. Hundreds of you have already passed through today. Uh, passed through the channel, checked in at least a little bit. So please hit that like. Interact. It helps us find more red and white fans, more Greek football fans too. So please and thank you. Costa, uh, we have a guy that asked a question. Uh, looks like somebody rolled on his keyboard. Uh, screen <laughs> name. ASDFJH. Anyway, I'm confused. Why was Ratso subbed on instead of Doi? Doi wasn't on the game day sheet. I didn't see no. him at the very least. He, wasn't he was wearing a hoodie. Though. He was wearing a hoodie. He was on the bench. So, yeah, it's uh, that's why. So, I mean, it was, it was, um, it's not like Michel gave himself more choices because that's the only choice he gave him for the center back position. And I don't know. Uh, still, still his fault either way. I don't think Doi's injured. I don't remember him being no. anyone saying anything. So, no, it was a choice by Michel to have him over and doy. A choice that I don't think he – a mistake I don't think he will make again. At least I hope not. But who knows? The I mean, regarding the, the Retzos transfer, Costa, I don't know. The only thing that I can think of, the only thing that, that makes sense to me, because it's clearly not. It wasn't a business idea. You know what I mean? There – I don't see – I mean, if somebody really thought that there was a real profit situation here or, like, a real upside to this, then, like, a, a monetary upside or or even a uh, an upside on the field, I don't know what to say to them. The only thing I can think of is it was an emotional signing. And by an emotional signing, I mean, as you brought up before, he's a son of Piria. You know what I mean? He grew up in the academy. And, and that's what I mean when I say that. And – Maybe we thought, okay, he's he's had a rough go of it. Career's not doing so well. Yeah. This is a chance to get him back for basically nothing. And maybe we can refine his form. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. But yeah. then here we go again. We've taken too many of these risks this season, starting with Rosalco, Marcelo. And those are more high profile risks in that regard. I understand, like, it's okay, you know, during the course of a transfer window, whether it's summer or winter, you can make like one of those. Like, oh, okay, like, you know, we made a couple of moves and here's a risk. Here's a here's a real, as we say in the in the US, a Hail Mary. You know what I mean? Something that's a very long a long shot, may not turn out, but it's a risk. Something more risky that maybe, you know, in the midst of everything gives you some balance in the portfolio of signings you've made, right? But that's all we did for the most part, over the summer, is all of those types of signings. Everybody that is that is, has some kind of issues, e even even as much as I, I loved in Bam Huang, as much as I knew he was going to be a hit here, it is similar with him too because he had an injury coming in. It, that's probably the only reason we got him was the fact that he had an injury coming into us. So th that's the type of business we did. And unfortunately, for the most outside of in Bam Huang, what other player that we brought in this summer that had an injury or something turned out? Not Vasalco, not Marcelo. Did James come in injured or just, just James unable to run? Does that count? I don't know, man. I don't know. Ghost, I think you're muted, buddy. That never gets old. <laughs> we've, got, we've got another... 
another fan in the chat before I bring I bring on the next uh, intervener. I want to go through some comments. Sports podcasts. Hello, my friend. Welcome, Kalosoris. Feel says in a mono three spot. I'm not much in a pumenun as mina paguite. Vomaste only the chasm that must make to telos. Kalispera pevia. So uh, our friend says it's just three points. There's eight matches to go. Let's not get disappointed. The others are going to drop points too. Um, good evening. That's kind of along the sentiment that that I mentioned. And yeah. um, and I think then, yeah, following up, Manos making exactly the same point as me. It's not so much the points. It's really the, the injuries to, to two key players. And, you know, Bar... The, the the thing with Bar and Cissé this season is just so weird. And it's, do you know what? At the beginning of the season, I asked a question on our Twitter. What is the best defensive centre-back pairing of this squad? And you got such a wide variety of different responses. If you ask that question when Semedo was around the first season, the answer was always, hang on, I'm going to catch myself here. What was our what was our constant centre-back pairing? It was it was Semedo Meria for a long time, wasn't it? In, uh, well, in Martins' second season, the beginning of Martins' second season. Correct. But then Meria went like three then straight Mer- games then, letting own goals. Yeah, in. Then Meria had a nightmare and it became Semedo. Semedo Bar. Semedo Bar. With Cissé like, sprinkled in. Yeah, like, well, Cissé Bar was the, the duo we had at Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we don't have we don't have a solid defensive partnership. It's been a problem all season. It's been a problem all season, and that's the biggest, one of the biggest issues that we need to tackle this summer. Yeah. Because we don't know what's going to happen to Bar. Bar and Cissé are going into the last year of their contract this that's summer. Right. Socrates' contract is up. Yep. This summer. No, can you check Costa, that? I, you check that I, I just I just remembered. No, no, no. Second season, you're right. It was Semedo Cisse because Baz, Baz surgeons, resurgence was in Martin's third year. Because remember, Ba was one of uh wasn't he one of the ones voted in the awards, our first ever award show? He was one of the ones voted most improved that season. I can't remember. So I think Ba, it was because then that season, that's when Cissé went on loan to um, uh, Saint Etienne. That was Cissé. That was Cissé. Yeah. 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 So that, so it would have been Ba in the second season. It would have been after the Media uh, mess ups. It would have been, um, it would have been Semedo Cissé. Now, Acosta, maybe I know this is probably a question we wouldn't do until the end of the season. Yeah, and we we did we did talk about this a lot in the fall, especially before Michelle came. But Southpaw coming in here with the with the curveball with the difficult question, the single most important question that needs an answer this year is who was responsible for all of the transfer flops. So let's here we'll we'll take a quick break before we before we do the I mean. We we it was a draw, so I don't know how much we want to do man of the match coaches grade, but you know what? Maybe we bring the guest in and have him. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say he's been waiting patiently. Hello to our next guests. What's your name? Where are you calling from? I'm John. I'm calling from London. 
Yes, yes, John. Hi, are you the, hi are guys. You the, Thank you. Are you the Fulham fan? I am, I am. <laughs> <laughs> nice to have you, buddy. What, what, Thanks what, for... What, what, what's the... Um, what do Olympiagos and Fulham have in common this season? This season? Not much. I mean, Fulham's doing pretty well. Olympiagos, not so much. Marco Silva, isn't it? Ah, yeah. Yeah. We actually have a Greek in the, in the background team as well. From Silva, oh, yeah? I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, Analyst. Wow. Anyway, um, I wanted to ask, what do you think the future is of the manager? Does Michel have a future after today? I mean, in the first half, it looks so good. And then these crazy substitutions. And if not, who do you think we should be looking at beyond this season? Well, John, before we answer your question, you're going to answer our question. Who's <laughs> responsible for the transfer flops? That's difficult. I mean, I guess it's the management, right? The Backroom? Backroom, yeah. That's what I would say. I mean, every coach, we've had three coaches, right? They've all brought in their own their own flops it, it's been like it's been nottingham forest style this season with all the all the crazy transfers too many i think too many for my liking yeah, wow. uh, <laughs> no settled squad yeah i think it is the backroom goes on goes on the backroom all right john well uh Gosta, you and i may have similar opinions about this i'm not sure for me i mean look if it all things held equal, right? I would I would say no. You you don't give Michel the job moving forward. However, if you're the one in charge of Libyakos and what Michel, we already said when he was hired and he was brought in, this was an impossible task because it was back then. Now we are here. We're three points from the top. If he does find a way to get us the points we need, and we win the title from as far back as we were, I don't think they have a choice but to offer him the job. Does that make sense? Personally, and again, all things held equal, I would not give it to him. But he pulls off the upset of the century, the decade, I'll say, not the century. I don't think they have a choice. They have to give it to him because he did it. He did what we thought was the impossible. Regardless of all the tactical stuff we talk about, how his inability to manage games sometimes, the crazy mistakes that he makes. I think they have to give him the job. So don't be surprised if that does happen, that he stays. Costa, is, you, you tell me your opinion on that. No, I think, it's hard to, I think it's hard to get rid of him given the fact that he signed a two-year contract if he wins the league. If he wins the league, you can't get rid of him. Um, even right. though for me, for me, he should be nothing more than an interim manager until the end of the season. Uh, it's clear in my mind, even if he does win the league, I think, but, but, but the, you can't, you can't like, you can't, they, they did that with Bajevic. Yeah. They did that with Bajevic the season that we moved into the Karaiskaki and Rivaldo was on the team and we won the league. We did the double. We did the double and they said, all right, there's the door. <laughs> and and we, we brought in a new manager. Um, yeah. Who would I like to see? Blah, mate. <laughs> it's, it's funny you brought up Bajevic too. It's such a great comparison because from the stuff we've heard from other players, uh, you know, not just like Peter Filipakos, but other players that were coached under Bajevic. Like he was another guy that was like a really good for the mentality of the squad, right? Uh, like what, what did Peter Filipakos tell us? I would have run through a wall for Bajevic. 
And that's that's the type of energy, that's the type of emotion you get from the players in Michelle. So at least the stuff that we've heard. So it, I, I love that comparison because the in terms of management, the way that their their impact on players with their mentality, it's very similar. I don't know, mate. Like, I mean, Bajevic was a very, I think, very you know, very good coach in his era. Like that, yes. that period of football. Correct. I think you know he couldn't. I'm, it's hard to say. Could he manage today in today's football? I mean, he's not around. He's a lot older. But you know that 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 time is past. He's who would you like to see, John? It, it's, it's hard to see, hard to say. Like, you know, who would we want to see? Like, I think you ask most Olympiacos fans, they'd be like, "Bring Valverde back." Of course, but never it, happened. Is, is that is that realistic? Uh, a lot of people are talking about Marcelino. The um, was he? What was the last club he was at? Uh, Villarreal, like, I think he's still a free agent. We were looking at him in the summer and there was talk of him waiting to take the the, the Spain national team job after the World Cup, but that, that, that hasn't happened. So he's available, but a lot of it will really depend on where do we finish? Like, Are we in a Champions League? Uh, are we in a Champions League spot or not? Are, are we third place? It will really define, you know, who we'll be able to go out and get, but I'm curious your thoughts on that. I think above all, it needs to be there needs to be a clear vision from the manager, the next manager, and the clear style of play, and not kind of these short-term appointments with these scattergun tactics that are just not working out. I think there needs to be that that vision that's the most important thing. Some of these names, yeah, Marcelino sounds good. A lot of these guys, but yeah, I guess we also need to see who's available and who's even willing to come. Well, and that was from that play uh, playlist had a comment. Don't forget, no other coach wanted the job. Billich yeah. came in, saw the condition of the players and refused. He didn't even finish the season at the club he was just at. So who knows? What about this 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 comment from GS? says, go Portuguese. It's a proven formula. Marco Silva, Martins. Do you agree with that? Paulo Bento, wasn't he Portuguese? Yes, he was. I mean, John, what do you, John, what do you think? What about Fonseca? Do you think do you think we could get Fonseca? I, like I think Portuguese. I think Fonseca is a bit of a stretch, but I mean Portuguese. I don't think it really matters to be honest. But yeah, if if we find a great Portuguese coach, then I'm all for it. I I think what John said earlier about the somebody that has like a vision and a plan. See the 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 problem is you know who had all of that, did his homework, had a plan, very tactically astute. Players have even said he's very tactically astute. He's a what? What was the word? What, what was the word that was used? Um, a football fanatic. Corberan had all of those things, but we expected him. We brought him in. You brought in a guy that was a long-term guy, and expecting short-term results. Corberan, in my opinion, had he been brought in over the summer, uh, even if it was this summer, it would have been a completely different story. But we're, we'll never we'll never catch Corbeton. He's doing fantastic work over in, in uh, the championship. So it's never happened. I think I think that is the issue of trying to implement a long-term guy and expecting short-term results. If you really want someone in the long term, you have to be willing to put up with some some short-term difficulties. But I mean, if it if it goes catastrophically, then obviously it's not gonna it's not gonna fly. I think. Um, yeah, a guy like Corbrand. Can you imagine Bielsa? That would be, that would be crazy. 
Do you think Bielsa? I don't know if he'd come. I don't know if he'd come, but what 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 club did what club did Bielsa say no to because he wanted to manage the 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 B team or the U twenty three team or whichever it was for the rest of the season? I think it was Everton. Was it Everton? And they said no. (laughs) That was to me. What a request, right? Like when I heard that, I, I thought to myself, man, what a what an interesting situation! But I would, I would love to have Bielsa here. Oh, here you go, Costa. Almeida should be at Olympiacos. Uh, Almeida got done by Micho in a year, Sofia. Uh, but I, I, what I like about Almeida, I've said it on the show before. I think he, he has a very clear style of play. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's very, yeah, it's very clear what he wants his teams to do. He plays high up the field, high press. Uh, ball on the ground, aggressive. Yeah, I mean, he, at least he, he has a style. Postecol. He wouldn't come, would he? He would uh, never come. But he's, an Ajax, he's an Ajax fan too. Yeah, the, the Aussies that. would go nuts if he came. It doesn't, it, it doesn't really matter so much that Postecol is an Ajax fan. I don't give a shit, like personally. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know, he's a professional. He's a good coach. Like, would he leave Celtic to come and manage us? That's to give him a pretty good payday for him to come over. Gattuso. (laughs) That that would be... I've been thinking about that, you know. I've been thinking thinking that that could be a possibility this summer. And it scares the shit out of me. How about about Paris here? Jovanovic with Lubiakos budget. Hmm. Jovanovic is a good coach, man. Uh, he's proven it, proven it in Cyprus for a long time. And you know, yeah. whoever says Cyprus Farmers League, you know, what what are we? <laughs> and don't forget, he did he did a job for Red Star too. Before that, was so, it? He was uh, he was there before. You're right. Yeah, he coached Red Star. He did very well with them. Uh, so. River RR as a Tottenham fan, no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> who does well at Tottenham though? Who, no, no. who does no. well there? I can't, I can't. He's got too he's got too much of an ego, Villas Boas. Can I ask? Um do you think that fewer fewer managers will be willing to come to Olympia Cost than five, maybe ten years ago? Absolutely. Do you think it's yeah. things more difficult now? 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. And, and you think no there's maybe for champions. think there's maybe the gap between the kind of manager we expect and the kind of manager we can realistically get at the moment. I think this is a really interesting question because like five, ten years ago, we were we were qualifying for Champions League automatically. So automatically you can attract a different kind of player, different kind of managers, like come and play for Olympia because we're playing the Champions League. Done. Like you can you can plan and you can sign players in June, July, knowing you know the player knows I'm not going to a great league, but I'm going to be playing in Europe, so I'll be, you know. Everyone will see me play in the Champions League, so it's a great opportunity. You don't have that anymore, so I think that's a major handicap that we have nowadays, which can't attract players. But not only that, is that it just, you know, the, the way it always goes is you have to wait until August, the last few days of August, see who's left on the market, and then you can sign players. By that point, preseason's over. You haven't, you haven't, they haven't trained with the team. They don't know their teammates as well. It's then harder for the manager to integrate them in. Um, 
you know, it's changed massively for Olympiagos, which is why I also asked that question about Greek players, like bringing in players from the academy more like, you know, what's your model? What's your business model? How do you want your team to run? Uh, these kinds of questions we should not, you know, we're asking, like the club should be asking themselves these questions. If it takes us so long to to bring players in because the Greek league is not the priority for most good players and we don't have that European ticket, that, that, that the carrot that we can offer to a player, then what do we do? Like we need to change something. Um, but that's, um, it is a good question. No, and it's an amazing question. And 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 remember, part of that is ever since we lost those guaranteed spots, the the club, and not just us, uh, uh, you can say the clubs in Greece. Well, maybe not because we're the ones that have usually been winning. Let, we'll just say we haven't adapted to that very well, right? Because we still we still operate as if we can get some of those players. And then the fans still want those, they want those BAM signings. You know what I mean? But the, the, the approach has to be different. We have to develop better. We have to be, and it seemed like for a while under Martins, especially in those first two years, that maybe we kind of laid the groundwork for that. Even in the third season, you know what I mean? The, the young players we were picking up, the Marika Maraz of the world, even Ba, you can say. Uh, it's it seems like we were looking for looking to build more with young youth and then develop and move from there. But now it's just with everything that's been going on, it kind of seems like even that is up in the air. Just, I just want to bring up a comment. Uh, Spiro, I'm back to you, though. I wouldn't like <laughs> Jovanovic as Olympiakos manager just saying he did a good job at Aboel, he did a good job at Red Star. Doing an all right job at the shit show, Banathanagos, for God's sake. But no, yeah. uh, not 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 a manager for us. We, as fans, we all have very specific things we want to see from Olympiacos. We want our team to attack, play good football, score lots of goals. We know we don't need to talk about, okay, what is Olympiacos? We need to find that kind of manager. Um, do I think Jovanovic is that kind of manager? No, I don't think he's that kind of manager. He's a good manager for some teams. Maybe not. Maybe not for us. At least he's not what we want to see. Um, doesn't play that kind of football that Olympiacos fans would like to see. So I just want to clear that up. Uh, sorry, Ari, you brought up another comment. Yeah, I wanted to address this too because I I understand uh, from playlist he says Almeida's overrated. Don't forget that he's the only one that made a full summer preparation and had no European matches. Even the cup draws were a joke. He has the best trained team and he's still second. Uh, I'm going to answer this in with a couple of things. Uh, first, how many teams have done to Olympiacos what we saw done to us by Ike? And we've had bad seasons where they could have, and they didn't. In the last decade, how many teams have done to us what Ike did in the Karaskaki, where we could barely touch the ball at home? I don't remember that. And I'm not talking about European games. I'm talking about in Greece. Right. So that counts for something. And okay. I mean, you, you could say Olympiacos had a full summer too. We we had a full summer with Martins. And he sucked the dick. I mean, I, I don't know. Like the, the second part, I'm not sure, I'm not sure that I, I buy into. I mean the 
the the thing the thing with both of them is, and this is and this is what what's important to me at least. You guys have to remember, Olympiacos when it comes to budgets is in a different stratosphere than these guys. Okay, Jovanovic is dealing literally with a with nothing, a nothing budget at Panathinaikos. So it's commendable what he's done there. It really is, despite the fact that we want them to lose, like that notwithstanding. Ike, what budget does Melisanidis give Ike? It's not like they make big ticket signings. They may, they've made some smart ones though. Levi Garcia, Amrabat. I know, I know a lot of people think that he screws things up on the right side. I think he's a pretty good player. They, they've made a lot of really good signings, smart signings. You can't, and, and you can't tell me that they have players that are that their their starting eleven is a better quality than ours. No, our individual quality is way better than them. But yet, look what he's done there. Look what he's made work there. It is more than commendable. So I say they're overrated. Say he's overrated as a coach. Fine. What he's done there at Ike for this season is is noteworthy for me at least well i want to ask our guest the last question uh, before letting him go john james rodriguez keep or get rid at the end of the season it's a tasty one for you before you go john's still there we might have lost no i think we lost john but you can answer your own all right (laughs) shall i answer my own question sell quick sell some people are saying we can't sell (laughs) his contracts up (laughs) yeah well maybe that's another that's a question for another another live ari yeah I, I think so. Well, I mean, it's not even a, it's not even a, it's not even a sell. You can't sell them. Isn't, isn't, you have to keep him if he stays. (laughs) What? (laughs) Keep him if he stays. I guess I, no, no, no. I guess, I guess what he's saying is if he signs the contract instead of selling him, because then he's stuck with you for years. So you could sell him for something. You keep him and let him play with the team. I think that's what he means there. Unless he's trolling us, but uh, I don't know. That did uh, that did make me laugh a little bit. <laughs> Chuckle. Ooh, uh, Costa. Before before we close it up here, I like this from Red or Dead. The issue remains the same. Alibiakos destroyed for some reason all its infrastructure and blew up this summer. My guess. He, uh, Marinaki, I'm assuming he's referring to, clustered structures with forest. Clustered. Do you think there was some channel delineation there? I think that's a fact. I know. I meant more so, meant more so that, like, instead of them operating, like, with their own needs separately, it was almost as if, He's negotiating with both teams in mind and then just throwing players wherever. It was definitely interconnected. I mean, the way deals were done, like the Scarpa stuff, uh, Weijo Huang, 
the deals basically kind of dangling the EPL carrot to people. Uh, Just Boda. You know what I mean? And then saying, oh, but you have to play in Greece. And if you do well there, you can play in the EPL. So, um, interesting. No, I think you've got to look at the facts. Like, we know that there are, you know, Olympiago stuff that transferred over. Well, and then some others, and then some others that came back that are less popular, not popular in Forest. And I don't know if the certain individual that I won't name is popular in Greece either. Yeah. And even, even Martins in that interview with the coach's voice talked about some, a lot of things changed yeah. with Olympiacos. So he brought that up too. Again, we yeah, that's, that, that, uh, you're, you're right to raise that. And we've talked about that amongst us. Like, you know, yep. Martin said that things changed in January and some of the journalists in Greece, they played dumb. They played idiot. Like they were right. like, Oh, what changed? We don't understand. But yeah, we know that there mm-hmm. was some cer- certain personnel that came back from forest and, and certain other personnel that were unofficially involved. And we're and when we say January, we're talking about the previous January, FYI. Last January. Yeah. So uh, for people that maybe were confused. But uh, anyway, Costa, do you want to do man of the match coaches grade for a draw? I did throw a poll up. I did a poll up. but uh, Yeah, well, let's see. Let's see what the poll's saying. So... so yeah, go we got uh, – why don't we do ours? And Okay, guys, last chance. If you haven't voted your man of the match and you're following live, like, you can do that now. If you're following on YouTube, you can you can vote. Um, we've put up Fortunis, Socrates, Ilbom Juan, and, and Pep. Let us know who you thought your man of the match was. If your man of the match isn't in the, in the vote on YouTube, you can drop it in the chat as well. Like and subscribe if you haven't done so already. Hundreds of you have been, been following tonight. Uh, leave us a like. It helps to, to widen our reach, get out to more fans across the world. Uh, if you're listening after the live, uh, leave us a comment. Uh, let us know your thoughts about, about the game or anything else. Let's do it. Man of the match. Who's yours, Ari? Um... Let's see. For me, it's it's in between two players. It would be it would because when you don't win, I mean, even when we win, I always think of the MVP as the player that put us in the best position to win or put us in the best position to get the result. And for a draw, what player do I think gave us the best opportunities to get the result? And there's two players in particular um, that I thought were are in that discussion. Uh, one is the goal scorer himself in Bamhuang. And the other one was Costas Fortunis, who was in the first half, every touch was, he could do anything wrong. Lovely flicks, lovely plays. Um, I would probably give it to Costa. He also ended up getting the assist when he took the corner. I would give it to Costa. Uh, that, you know, but it's really tight for me between him and Inbam Huang. I, I, I could give it to Inbam Huang as well. So, um, but I, I'm just going to stick with my gut, my first thought on that one. I'll give it to Costa. Close, close runner-up in Bam Huang. And then I guess you could give um, – I thought Rodine had a great game today also, especially first half. I mean, the guy – I love watching him get forward and take players on. Maybe it's it's just such a breath of fresh air. So maybe because I'm always comparing him to some of the other right-backs we've had recently. But um, 
Uh, I thought he had a, a great game. Again, I'm going to give a nice shout to Oleg, too. I thought Oleg was very positive in the first half. The last couple games, look, a little rest. Maybe that was it. Maybe, you know, maybe we were right from the beginning. Maybe a little rest was all he needed. A little competition from somebody like Ramon to really get him back in the gear. Um, and coach's grade, coach's grade, I mean, it started off well, and then he just got everything so wrong. I, I, I feel like I should be averaging out, like, the first half, second half scores, but I think in the end I'm just going to give him an F. That's uh, a D minus. Let's be let's, or a D, a solid D. We'll just do D. To save time, I'm just going to say like you covered me. I don't need to <laughs> add, or I wouldn't really change much, if anything, of what you just said. Uh, even like a couple of you mentioned it in the chat, Oleg today. You see what happens with a bit of rest. I think it's the first time he hasn't gone on international duty, and you could see like overlaps and yeah energy uh, close to previous levels that we would come to be accustomed to the first like second season he was there um so that was that was nice to see we know his limits of course what he's good at what he's not so good at but massive improvement from him Rodine too was i thought was brilliant for as long as the team had rhythm and even in moments where you know in the second half he was almost playing by himself creating and doing things that players further forward should have been doing. I think he's been a great signing. And uh, otherwise, yeah, I mean, it's in Bom Huang for me kind of maybe edges it in a sense that he's put us in a position with, with the goal and just generally dictating the tempo. I think Gostagi had a great game as well. Yeah. Again, um, and I wouldn't take him out of this team for any James Rodriguez, to be honest with you. James Rodriguez is, for me, um, unfortunately, I think he's done. You could, if he if he's not fit for the bout game, you, know, you can't play him in the next game either. Yep. He's a player that needs game time. He needs rhythm. His, you know, he was never known, even when he was at his peak, was never known as a team player. You'd always have players built around him to let him flourish. I don't think we're in a position to do that as Olympiacos. And for me, you don't take you don't take Costas out right now. The way he's playing, the the rhythm that he has, the flow that he has. You don't take him out and you don't change his position to to play hammers. And I don't yes, care. And I don't care if he, I don't particularly care if James Rodriguez leaves at the end of the season. Just that's where I'm at with that issue. And with the manager as well, I agree with you. I could give him an F. D minus is probably nice. Yeah. Buzz cut Costa, baby. I think, I think he likes it. I think all feeling the win, like, you know what I mean? Just go through the hair, go through that. Do you think, do you think he feels faster? <laughs> Maybe, who knows? Uh, but looking at the poll, we're going to look at who you guys voted for man of the match. Now, we did get some comments earlier that Sergio Canos was, uh, for some people, man of the match. Uh, so some people wrote that because it wasn't one of the options put in there. So we did have a handful of people that say for them he was. But with a winner with 62% of the vote is in Bom Huang, or sorry, 61% of the vote in Bom Huang, and then 34% to Costas Fortunis, followed by 3% for Pepiel, 
3% for Socrates. So that is the vote for the fan vote at the very least for the MVP. You still have a chance. You guys can get your votes in before we close everything up. Oh, another question here from Hussein. You got an answer for this, Costa? What uh, do you uh, think we, about yeah. the ones that are on loan and will be back? Man, if we if we start answering that question, we'll be here for another hour at least. The amount of players we've got out on loan, like I can only, I can already think a couple off the top of my head, like Zinkanago, uh, Onyekuru, Agibu Kamara, Fadiga, yeah. Lovera, Dabo, Dabo, yeah, uh, Leidner. Dor- yeah, Doran Leidner. He's Dorn looking Leidner, pretty good. Gitos. We've got like a starting 11 and more players that we've sent out on loan. Yeah, we'll see. The, the, the bass player that we've apparently signed, Bilios, another another left back. Oh. Yeah, now we've got four left backs for the next season. Did we sign him? I five, thought they were just talking about it. Five, five did... left backs. Hang on, hang on. Next season, it looks like we're going to have Reabchuk, Ramon, Leidner, Kitsos, and Bilios. And don't forget back. the Italian press. The Italian press that said that uh, Roma's not renewing Madi, so Madi's back. Camara, yeah, thank you. So, um, another a quick comment I wanted to touch on here uh, from our fan, our friend that start made his account by rolling his face on his keyboard. I think this thing about James is out of nowhere. He's been ridiculously good every time he's played. Miles better than BL has ever been. Just stick him on the wing. I don't care. The problem is, though, James can't do the running, man. See, this is this is like where, and, and maybe we should clarify, Costa, because James, and trust me, we've done um, ASDFGH, whatever, uh, if you've seen, our how do you pronounce name? your how do you pronounce your name? <laughs> can, you, can, you, can you spell it out phonetically, maybe? <laughs> but the in we did a stat profile on James Rodriguez, and dist- his distribution skills are incredible. The problem is behind the ball is not so good, and that's that's kind of where the thing is. You need if you're going to have James on the pitch, you need guys that are running, doing a lot of stuff around him, and unfortunately. We do have guys that can do that. I don't think um, I, I don't think we have all the key, all the tools. Uh, it's okay, man. We're just going to call you Rollface from now on. Don't worry about <laughs> it. You can keep your name. But I think the difficulty is we just don't have the we don't have all the pieces to build through James. And if he's not going to stick around, because it doesn't sound like he wants to. I mean, at least if you believe what they say in the Colombian press, he doesn't want to be here. He wants to get out. But, you know, I don't think it's worth it at this point to to try and build around them. So, I don't know, man. It's it's difficult. The the likes thing is hilarious. I don't... Uh, I, oh my God. Mamadou Kane. In oh, God. That guy. That guy. Yeah. Uh, Pepe. Pepe. Pepe's on loan, too. He's not coming back for sure. Didn't he just do a, an article saying that he wants to stay in Portugal? There was an He's interview for him. We talked about it on on Twitter. He's in second division Spain. Yeah, or that was it. He wanted sorry. He wanted yeah. to stay in Spain because it suits his style of play. He's never coming back to Olympiacos. He there was a whole kerfuffle between, um, I guess, miscommunication between Martins and him and Olympiacos. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, that's a whole different thing. But I mean, if we're going to start talking transfers, we'll be here for another half hour. 
Exactly. We are really well over. Costa, any last thoughts before we go ahead and close up? Playoffs aren't over. Um, let's hope for the best when it comes to the injuries to Tuseni Ba and, and Sergi Canos. Yeah. Um, we've got another game on Wednesday. We don't have time to, you know, the players certainly don't have time to, you know, we have to move on. We have to move on. They have to put their heads back up. Like the big winner today is obviously Ayak. Banathanagos dropping points. And actually, let's let's have a look at the table. Let's let's bring up the table. So here we are. We've got Banathanagos now on sixty three points, and Ayak sixty three points as well. Olympiakos are on sixty points, and Balk fifty seven. Balka three points behind us, and they come to the Garaiskaki on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's it's so tight. It's so tight. I mean, you know, we, we we've we've made a gift to to everyone today, actually. Yep. Balk included. Like we could have been we could have been ahead of them, and you know, there would have been more pressure. I think on Balk coming to Garaiskaki. On Wednesday, and now they come, and you know they. I don't want to think about them winning on Wednesday. Jesus Christ! Like it's. um, I think every every week we're going to see, we're going to see some surprise results, and you know, some somebody mentioned it earlier. There's eight games to go. There's eight games to go. We've got to get our act together. I think we need to we need to activate certain players. I'd like. I, I, I want to see. I want to see Botucci. Like I, I can't, I can't watch, I can't watch Gary Rodriguez and and Masuras anymore. Yeah. Um, we, it's, um, you know, this, this season's been a roller coaster. You, you don't know, you don't know what's coming next, and I think that's that's only going to continue until the end, until the end of these playoffs. I agree. I agree with you there. Well, boys and girls, thank you everyone for listening, especially if you made it this far. Always happy to do these. Hopefully next time it's under better circumstances. Huge game coming up uh, against Balk. Uh, Again, I mean, guys, the stakes have never been higher. It's never been this competitive of a playoff since they started doing it. So a lot to look forward to. Keep an eye out. Stats are going to come. We'll do uh, our post-match stats uh, throughout the week until the Balk game. Uh, A lot of content will be condensed because we have uh, two more games in the next seven days, I think it is, if if I remember that correctly. So keep an eye out. Check socials. Make sure you keep an eye out for other lives and more content that's coming out. Um, Again, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. This is Gate 7 International by the fans for the fans, and we'll see you guys next time. Ça me va d'un mot, la